Hello and welcome to the Life Central Youth Podcast. It is so good to have you all listening uh, today. We are doing our 2019 to 2020 summary podcast uh, today, which is going to be awesome. We are going to be chatting through all the big events um, and all the different things that have gone on over the past year, uh, just to summarize the year. And so we have got some people on with us uh, to, to chat to you guys today. Uh, so we've got some leaders, we've got some Life Central Youth uh, young people as well. And so I am joined by the one and only Andy Hancock. Yo. Uh, I also have Hannah and Tom Woodhouse with me. Hey guys, I, hey, knew, uh, I knew Andy was going to say yo. I just knew it. He's just gangster. That's he's what got, it is. Um, more than he is. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I also am joined by some young people today. So I have Clara Harwood with me. Hello. I have Molly O'Boyle. Hiya. I have Jess Burrows. Hi. Nathan Moten. Hi. And last but not least, Ben Walton. Hey. What a guy. Cool. So we are going to chat through the year um, and different things that have gone on over the past 12 months. And so... Let's go back right to the start. A year ago from around about now, we were at Limitless Festival, which does feel like a very long time ago now. Uh, but what I want to hear, what is the funniest moments you can remember from Limitless Festival? I mean, I can't remember funny moments, Harvey, because that was the most stressful year of Limitless I've ever been to, or any festival. Same. The, like... Forget the flood for a second. The first day was a nightmare. Ben, you were there as well, weren't you, on set-up day? Yeah. Okay. What are you on about there? As if you can't... Do you not remember when the marquee, like... Blew oh, up, yeah. Like, oh, yeah. Broke? Yeah. Like, what a that. disaster. And we were right. still setting up tents when the first session started. Yeah. Hmm. That was that was not a fun day. Like, I'm sad that Limitless Festival is not happening. Really, really happy that I don't have to spend a day putting up tents this year. Like, excited for that. Yeah. We did and get a McDonald's at the end there, so it was kind of worth it. <laughs> and we all we all like legged it over to the venue, and it was like slightly starting to rain as well. And then I got there, and we didn't have the wristbands. I don't know if anyone remembers. And Andy was off site at Mackey's. With with the wristbands, uh, it was just no. I think they were in. I think they were in your tent somewhere. And it was just an absolute nightmare. And yeah, I just remember once we sat down in that first meeting, like the relief of just being like, we haven't forgotten anyone. Everyone's in with their wristbands. But it was a pretty, pretty stressful first day, wasn't it? But we still had loads of fun. Definitely an interesting start to Limitless Festival. But big elephant in the room. Let's talk the floods because there was some ridiculous rainfall during that week um and some interesting stories off the back of that as does anybody remember or have anything to say about the floods i mean i have to confess i was i was at Matthews when they started <laughs> Not many people know that me and laura snuck off site for a Matthews, and like i was like oh it's raining a bit it'll be fine um, and then got on site and it was like biblical levels of rain 
Um, and yeah, it wasn't it wasn't good. Jess, were you going to say about something about yeah. the floods? They were like, wow, it's a bit of a blessing in disguise. Like, I was so happy to sleep in my own bed the night that we went home and <laughs> have a hot shower. It's amazing. <laughs> mm. Yeah, to be yes, fair, so. we all got a good shower. And Andy, you never even got to eat your Mackies, did you? Didn't it stay no. in the farm for like two days? Yeah. Yeah, my milkshake like melted in the cup holder in the car. Ben, what were you <laughs> yeah, going to so- say? I was actually in the main venue when it happened because I was uh, doing lights for like the silent disco or whatever. And um, like the DJ, he, I heard him like on the speaker saying, we need someone on the stage now, look, there's a problem. So I run up to like the front of the stage because I was the only person like, in the venue, like on the only, like, there wasn't any of the tech people there. And I've run to the stage and there's water coming from underneath the stage. And honestly, it was crazy so we had to get everyone out as soon as possible because there was like big like electrical cables just like sat in water it was so scary wow mm. nathan were you one of the people that had to sleep in the in the main venue nah actually our team was actually pretty safe we were quite lucky so um yeah yeah we just slept in the tent and um avoided it so Nice. I, I mean, I remember Tom's face when I said to him, <laughs> Tom Harvey, I remember the moment when I was like, right, here's the plan. Tom and Harvey, you're going to go and sleep in the main venue with all the other boys. Like, I've never had such a dirty look off Tom that I had that night. The, the, the thing was, the thing that happened with us was, so you guys probably know this, we have like a leader's rotor of who's going to stay up late each night. So, um, and I was in charge of arranging the rotor. So I went, right, come on, this is in my hands now. I was like, right, all the leaders will stay up late on the first night. Then I was like, second night, I'll make that mine and Tom's night that we've got to stay up and do curfew. Because then for the rest of the week, when everyone's shattered, we can go and get an early night. So we were up late first night, up late second night. Third night comes, me and Tom literally just about to go and get into our tent, go to sleep. And someone, I think it, I think it might have been Jess, came in going, my tent's flooded. And the heart, my heart just sank like, so then that night ended up driving back and forth and uh no that night we ended up staying late and then the light had to stay back and forth so i think that was the tiredest i've ever been after after a festival i was pretty wiped out i can i can vouch for the fact that i did give andy the dirtiest knock i've ever given anyone (laughs) (laughs) because i was just so tired and so i just and then the thing is is that me and harvey took some some of the young people up to where usually the canteen is and we yeah, slept what happened up there it was pretty crazy we yeah. slept we slept in there for the night but like we were the only youth leaders in there and there was about 70 mm-hmm. or other, of, other kids in there with no youth leaders and so like there was just kids kids running across the ground at 4am in the morning like and people just kicking off like i, I was i was convinced there was going to be a fight at some point i was just I, I can't believe i got through that night with any sleep to be honest i got a couple of hours wow. So, I'm sure, I'm sure I, you guys listening who were there are just transported back to the scene now. <laughs> yeah, I, I have never like, seen Tom so angry in my life. Go on, Ben. <laughs> I remember because um, yeah. our tent got flooded as well, so we were in the like canteen bit. I remember like really early in the morning, like, probably three or four or whatever. Elliot stood up for some reason, 
but his like sleeping bag kind of fell down and he wasn't wearing a towel or anything. So he just stood there and like this one someone like on the other side of the room just wolf whistled really loud and everyone sort of burst out laughing. It was so funny. <laughs> but it, it was just so loud that like, people just did, were making noise until so late. It's not nice. Molly, did you end up sleeping in my tent? No, so we um we had the work. I slept in the car, by the way, just so in case that sounds weird. <laughs> I ended up clarify where you slept. And a load of people ended up in in my tent. Where did you end up then, Molly? No, we were in the tent next to we, we Me and Sophie had the worst tent ever. I remember we like arrived and it was like a one-man tent for the two of us. And then you had like an extra tent, so we put all our stuff in that one and slept in the other one. But we were shocked because ours were like the only one that wasn't affected at all by the rain. We were very happy. There we go. But the, the following morning was amazing, wasn't it? Like, that, that's one of the most powerful moments of worship yeah. that I've had. And I'm not an emotional person, but I nearly cried several times. I think it was the tiredness, but just the sense of the presence of God was amazing, wasn't it? Yeah. It was what, was, what was some of your memories of it, Jess? I think like the whole room just felt like in unison because everybody had been through the same thing and like it was just that moment of us all being stood together and all feeling the same like warmth of God in the like crazy situation. It was incredible, wasn't it? I mean, was there, was there any moments where God God spoke to you guys at at the festival and what you felt God do. I know the, the floods don't override and the override of memory, isn't it? But... Um, so the week before I went to Limitless, I went to America and I literally came back on the day of Limitless, like got off the plane and drove to Limitless. So I was exhausted. And then I think it was the second night I was feeling very, very emotional. And I remember uh, in the after hours, there was like this, this weird, cafe music thing I don't remember what it was called but like loads of people were just singing and I remember going out and I think I went and talked to Dan Murphy and um I was really miserable about life and I felt sad and um he started praying for me and in the middle of him praying for me this guy was singing terrible karaoke to the song Stand By Me and Dan stopped praying and he went I think this is God talking to you so yeah that was pretty cool that's great Limitless Festival was epic, such a good week, um, but also such a crazy week. Okay, we'll move on to um, September. So September came along, uh, we'd been at festival for the week, um, and we all went back to cruise, and, and we had an awesome time. Um, we had a thread, which Andy was speaking. Uh, there was a specific sword involved, which we won't talk about, <coughs> some use. Any memories of kind of September going back to cruise, how you were feeling during that? Um, any kind of experiences there? Just just on that and on the on the threads thing, I think I remember like either being in the room or or Andy had asked me like to ask Sam about about the sword or something. And I remember the conversation being like, Yeah, 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 you can you can borrow it. Just be careful with it, just don't break it. And literally, how many seconds into the talk do you reckon it was, Andy? Uh, maybe first couple of minutes you were still like there was still like there was still like worship music in the background that bit where you're like phasing into your talk and you like kind of struck the ground with it and that sword just like split straight away 
and he was I a just... really sentimental sword for him because he yeah. got it from a mission trip when he was a teenager um, in Poland. Uh, and I basically just got passionate and whacked the ground with it and it just fell apart in my hands. Um, but I managed to hold it in a place where I think I got away with it um, and hold it in a way where it still looked like the sword was together um, and it not distract. Um, but it's really weird going back and, and looking at my notes from that talk. Um, and I was thinking actually when we when we were talking about the, the day after the Flood at Limitless Festival as well, and like just what you said about how everyone felt together and felt like we, we'd gone through something together and we were like, the overriding thing was raise a hallelujah, wasn't it? Singing um, in the middle of the storm. And it's like, it's almost like when you look at a particularly Limitless Festival and then that talk, get a grip, like God was preparing something for what was coming later in the year because, you know, all the, all the Limitless groups went through something together at the festival and now we've gone and going through something together um, with coronavirus, which we'll talk about later, I'm sure. Um, but it's like a sense of God, God preparing us for what was to come. Um, and they kind of, I was amazed when a couple of weeks when I looked back at what I'd spoken about in that, in that talk and just like, oh, well, because sometimes you write a talk and it's like, yeah, that's good. That'll be okay. Um, but for me, looking back, I'm like, oh, God definitely spoke to me um, because the content of that talk was stuff that we needed to keep a grip of whatever came through through the fields. And, and um, yeah, even though I broke a sword, I think God God was speaking through through what he was wanting me to say. Um, which was encouraging. I think that was a, a real kind of prophetic moment and kind of an example of how sometimes we don't realize what God is doing until we look back. Um, and the same in our lives, like we, we look back and we see where God has put certain people in, in our um, kind of friendships or, or around us or we've been in certain places and it set us up for where we end up. Um, and with the whole Corona stuff, which we will talk about in a little bit. Um, so September, back at cruise, we'll move on. October was an awesome time of year. So it was our church's fourth year. Um, so we had XL Festival. So we had a load of guys fly over from Albania, uh, from Bulgaria, I think as well, um, which was awesome. Any memories from that? All I remember is being on it was kind of one of those things where you jump over the pole, like inflatables. And Dan Murphy was on it, and I just watched him get absolutely wiped out. It was the best moment ever. Loved watching that. Um, any kind of memories or significant uh, times during that, that kind of weekend? I just remember an endless... Are we talking about the XL Festival as well? Yeah. I just remember there being an endless amount of line dancing. And I was like desperately trying not to get involved. And I think it was Andy that dragged me in and it was the longest it was like the one at the end. Were you in it, Jess? Because it genuinely lasted. Well, I was in it and I was like really enjoying myself. And then you know the bit where you have to like swap at the end? When I like went to swap, this other woman like went in and like pushed me out and I was just like and you can't like get back in, can you? You feel the rest like from the side. <laughs> You could you could have had my space, Jess. And it, like, <laughs> yeah, because didn't I was have... trying to get out? I had a really bad yeah. migraine. I, I was trying to get out of it. 
I remember I got dragged into it and there's a photo and I looked really unhappy in it but like I didn't mean to look unhappy but I, it was really not my thing and I got dragged along to it and I was so I was just like what is going on it's almost like someone gets dragged into it and then you're like right someone else is gonna have to do this like sharing this with me if they grab someone else in and and you can't get back out because if you're doing that partner thing you're stuck yeah you're literally stuck once you've got yeah. a partner Andy wasn't it your dad that was doing like the, the call outs or whatever it was yeah I mean I'd like to correct mm. Hannah that it's not line dancing it's barn dancing there's oh, a very significant difference between the two um, yeah, I, I spent the entire night praying that my dad didn't embarrass me because um, it was my dad like leading the dancing, which he's done for years. Um, and I was like, Dad, just please don't say anything stupid that makes me look ridiculous. Um, I don't think he did. I don't know, maybe. But yeah, I, I, I enjoyed, this sounds really pervy when I say it, but the, the kissing one, not because I did it, I don't think I did. I think I knew which one to avoid, but I enjoy, I enjoy watching people who volunteered to get up, and then realizing that they're going to have to kiss every everyone who was in in the dance. Like the awkwardness of that moment was absolutely outstanding. Um, yeah, there was a lot of air kisses going on. I think not actual kisses, um, but yeah. And it, and you take that out of context, and it sounds really weird. I mean, even in context, that sounds really weird. I... <laughs> there we go. So, barn dancing, I think, is strange no matter what. Um, but the personal opinion, all good. Um, I think that time was real significant in bringing all of our church together as a whole. Um, every generation, every kind of group of people that we were involved with, the, the guys flying over, um, just kind of the significance of feeling like we are we're a part of something this isn't just a like we're not just one church as in we're not just one building but actually the church is the people and we are all over the world um i thought that was super significant um yeah and just just on the sunday events that we did like that was that was incredible the service does anyone remember um did, did was there a dance jess potentially yeah I can't remember whether there was. There was there was definitely the the worship medley. Does anyone remember the worship medley that we did? That was like Yeah. That was sick, wasn't it? That was really good, yeah. Yeah. But all yeah. the throwbacks and but really old worship music. Yeah, I, I mean remember, um, old Ben. It's not that old. Yeah, but, <laughs> <laughs> but I, I, remember, I remember just having a little moment but, with Jesus during that. Again, a time where I got emotional, but I didn't cry because I, I don't cry, but um, you're, you're that's a conversation for another podcast <laughs> uh, and the counsellor. Um, but um, like, I remember just like listening to the songs that were part of that throwback medley and going, I remember singing this. Like, I remember singing this song when I was 12 or when I was 14 and like when I properly gave my life to Jesus and decided that I was going to live for him. And I'm like, now look at the journey that I've been on in the last, you know, 15, 20 years. Like, it's not 20, oh, it might be 20 years. Um, but like that sense of just, wow, look at the faithfulness of God since I first sung this song and now singing it, singing it, you know, 15, 20 years later. Um, that was a really powerful moment for me. I'm sure you guys will find that with songs like Waymaker. 
you know, when you're my age, looking back, going, oh, yeah, I remember, you know, or raise a hallelujah, like I remember being, you know, at Limitless Festival and I remember what God did because I think songs are really significant um, throughout th- <coughs> throughout your journey with God um, and you remember stuff. Yeah, Way- Waymaker makes me think of Limitless Festival this year, I think. Is it for you guys as well? I think, I think it was there, wasn't it? Mm. I remember me and Jess were really obsessed with Waymaker in the car, but probably from like a church event. And me, Jess and Faith are really like interested in it. And then me and Molly, maybe it was like a few months ago, we were like messing around and we just love that song. Yeah. Yeah, it's a good one, isn't it? Good. And it'll, yeah, it'll be interesting, like Andy said, to think about like the songs that you guys hear now or maybe from like a few years back that like when you guys are a bit older will remind you of like, or, or like what song will remind you of like this time, like going through coronavirus and all of this kind of stuff and what song will remind you of festivals and yeah songs can really like take you to different places in your memory which is really cool okay so that is october we'll move on november so we had uh our one heart sound conference i think that was what it was called um where we had youth groups from all over the area uh, come and join us so we had different speakers um, and that was on the 9th of November. Does anyone remember that? Anyone have any significant moments from that weekend? Or I think it was over a day. I think it was a lot of a lot of different sessions in the day. Any any memories? Any ideas? Um, I I specifically remember it tipping with rain at lunchtime and people just getting absolutely drenched trying to get any food. Yeah, we had we had Grace come and speak at the conference. So it was Grace, Hannah Woodhouse, and me. No, not Hannah Woodhouse. Hannah Westwood. Always get those two names. Yeah, so it was Grace, Hannah Westwood, and me that spoke. And then um, we had Dan and basically the Limitless Band um, lead worship. It is funny how every everything that we go to, Dan Murphy's leading worship. He is good though. He is really good. I remember it being um, one of the first kind of times when I really worked with the like new equip guys and the people who'd like come to to be on equip that year. So like Eliza and um, I shouldn't have started naming people because then I'm going to forget someone. and I'm going to feel really bad. I remember like setting up the tuck shop with Yanni. Um, and yeah, it was just it was just good. I remember um, I remember Grace speaking and that that really, really speaking to some of the people in our um in our youth group um yeah she she's she kind of like tells stories and stuff like that and I remember that really really impacting some people um which was really cool to see and I think yeah I think for a couple of people it was a real like kind of turning point in their their kind of like because obviously we've had limitless where we've had like this really up moment and then you know life gets a bit real in September doesn't it so I remember it like really really encouraging um some young people um, I don't know if you guys can remember remember anything from the day. Molly, you were nodding your head there. Can you remember much of it? Oh, you weren't nodding your head, sorry. No, I wasn't. I wasn't that. I like. I planned to go, but I was really ill that day. So everybody was like sending me videos and things from it, but I wasn't there myself, which is really nice. sad. What's that? What's that like being on the on the end of like missing out on an event? Because like, how do you find that? Because like, we try we try and put stuff on our, our youth Instagram and create like a, 
in one sense, a bit of healthy FOMO. Like, how is it when you're ill and you have to miss out on something, Mom? Um, I think, I think this church does really well with that. But also, it's hard because it's the whole community aspect that you're missing out on. But it's nice to see a lot of things and being sent things from friends and stuff. But yeah, it's it's hard. I think. Jess, were you there then that day? Uh, I wasn't. There. Oh, was anyone there? <laughs> I went to the last, the last one on the evening. I think. Well, to share a confession from from that day. So I think I did the second talk and I tried something new that I've never tried since because it basically bombed of getting everybody to vote about something on Instagram stories because um, I was really confident that it would it would go a certain way. You did it, though, did it? It, it went the other way. And I was like, this has <laughs> totally destroyed my talk. <laughs> I had to pull it back, like... I think the question the question was, if being a Christian was illegal in the UK, would there be enough evidence from your life to convict you? And I thought everyone would go, no, not really. And actually, everybody went, yeah. And I was like, That's, that was like at the start of my talk. And the whole point was, like, we need to not just talk the walk, talk the talk, but we need to walk the walk. Mm-hmm. And it was like... Oh, everyone thinks they're doing it. I was like, I was kind of like two oh, minutes in, and I was like, oh well, never mind. <laughs> so, so the the theme seems to be from the end of end of last year is something distracting happening right at the start of Andy's talks, and Andy just having to react to it. But I think you always react well, Andy, which is the skill of a, a sign of like a good a good speaker. So, yeah, good job. That's hilarious, though. Cool. So, we will move on. Um, we are coming to the end of this podcast because we are running out of time. Um, but before we come to the end, I want to finish on December, which is a massive month for Life Central and Life Central Youth. Just to talk about the Christmas production, like Jess and Ben, you were both involved, like Jess on stage and then Ben behind the scenes. You were, you were operating the lights, weren't you, Ben? Yeah. How did you find that, being part of the production team? Yeah, it was great. It's, um, I think stuff like that is really cool because you're in a team and it is stressful at points because there's always like loads happening, but you're all kind of doing what you're doing for the same reason. And it's kind of like something bigger than yourself. So I think like it is, um, there is a real sense of community. And I think at events like that, you do kind of um, grow closer to like the people you're serving with just because you yeah so like there were quite a few times where it was a bit stressful and stuff I don't know it, is, it was cool mm. what about you Jess how did you I mean you've been in dances for years haven't you um, yeah it's really, good. it's really like nice when you're like to go through the times that are a bit like bad and then eventually like when it comes to the actual shows and just see everything like finally just like fall together um and just like yeah it's just really nice to like see all the hard work that goes into it so which which one because I was in them as well Jess which one would you say was uh was your your favorite one so we did higher love and we did um I don't know what the name of the other one is yeah, the one in the red dresses. The more contemporary one. 
But I think there was, I think Carol of the Bells was a part of that though. Carol, yeah. yeah, it was kind of in it, but Carol of the Bells was the one like two years ago. But yeah, I remember it was literally like getting tangled up with our ribbons and stuff, weren't we? <laughs> no, the contemporary one was definitely my favourite. Like, High Love, I guess, is more um, fun, but I'm, just, I'm not very good at that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so, the more flowy ones. <laughs> the dancers were great. But my favourite dancer was definitely Leon. Oh. Watching Leon try and do the dances was incredible. Um, and so, so for those of you that didn't see that, we did like a, an after show party at the end of the weekend. And it was for anybody who like served on team. So all of the host and team, all the dancers, the tech, everyone, the actors, the singers, the band, we all went round to Benjamin's and basically Life Central bought everybody a drink. Um, and, um yeah, I had to convince Leon that that was a good idea. And then, like, at the end of the night, he came to me and he was like, Andy, that was a really good idea. And I thought it was a terrible idea. Um, so the plan was that we were going to do that for every production going forward. Um, but I think, I, think, I think the key thing is, for anybody listening here, like, volunteering gives you a real sense of community. So whether that is, like, dancing or being on the tech team or on the kids team or like like being part of the worship band whatever it is i think like if you're listening like when when we open the building back up which we will um like find a way to become part of of the team like across the board at life central because it's just there is a real sense of identity and and community that you find there and it is hard work you know what i mean and it does involve sacrifice um, and, you know, a lot of the time you get up and you think, can't be bothered doing kids' work today. Or, do you know what I mean? I, I don't want to get out of bed or, you know, I want to just stay at home and play PlayStation. But actually, the payoff is loads, loads um, better and, and really worth it. So I'd encourage you as soon as you can, think about how you can get involved. Are you, are you guys here involved in any? Um, Nathan, you're, are you on kids' team? Am I right in thinking that? Yeah, I'm, I'm on kids. I also started a bit of tech. Um, my first Sunday was the last one. Uh, oh, before no. lockdown. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no. That's like, um, so where, where, so I work at Live Central and I also work at Youth for Christ. And um, the last day before lockdown, Youth for Christ did this big like meeting and everything. And Jack Smith had just started working there and it was his first day at work when we all got sent home to work from home. So yeah, I bet that was very interesting, like starting it and then, but you can carry it on after all this. Yeah, they'll definitely need you, mate. Yeah, we'll like, need you. We need to grow that team big time. Yeah. <laughs> Jess, you're, are you in kids team as well? Yeah, I am. <laughs> what, about, what about you two, Molly and Clara? I used to do kids, but I do worship bands, so I'm part of that team. Yeah, yeah. Which is fun. Um, I was in talks with Dan about like getting involved in worship, but again, coronavirus happened. Which I'm sure there's plenty to talk about in part two, isn't there, Harvey? Definitely, and we we will talk a lot about corona in part two. Um, guys, it has been awesome to chat to you all about the year. 
Um, everybody who's listening, thank you for tuning in. That has been part one of our 2019 to 2020 year summary. Um, go and listen to part two uh, if you've just listened to this part and you'll hear more about the rest of the year. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you all of you guys involved. See you soon.